On the 15th day of October, Halloween gave to me 15 workplace accidents, 14 logs of bouncing, 13 planes exploding, 12 zombie soldiers, 11 angels wrestling, 10 ghostly hitchhikers, 9 basement clowns, 8 vampire cruises, 7 silent heroes, 6 prequel bloodstones, 5 diabolical fledglings, 4 vampire pianists, 3 dead professors, 2 Michelle actresses, and a Radu drooling something bloody. Hey everyone, welcome back to another 31 Days of Halloween. Happy Sunday, happy end of the weekend. I hope it was a great one. Uh, but before we get to all of that business, we have a movie to talk about. That's right, we are now uh, halfway, a little over halfway. Uh, it's hard to tell with uh, odd numbers. Through the Final Destination series, and we find ourselves at Final Destination 3, a.k.a. that one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, so the third one uh, is directed by James Wong, who uh, you may or may not recall is the guy what directed the first one. So this is an interesting kind of combination of the original Final Destination and also a little bit of Final Destination 2, because clearly... It, the series learned some lessons from Final Destination, the deuce, on account of it being so gleefully bloody and a little dark humored and all of that. And so this kind of takes a little bit from the first one, a little bit from the second one and mixes those together. And I think is slightly the worse for it because it's not just as bananas as part two. But it's also pretty good in the grand scheme of things, in the sense that we have a pretty good setup here. We have a roller coaster death, and you kind of know what you're in for a little bit when when we have the vision. So it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead and a bunch of her buddies, and uh, you know it's uh, a bunch of high school kids, presumably, or their college age, one of those. But there's a yearbook involved, so I presume it's high school. And uh, it's a couple of girls that are really, not really bimbos. That's kind of an unfair way to characterize them. They're a little vapid, but it turns out that they're not bad people. And then there's our old pal, uh, oh, what is, what is the actor's name? Chris Limke, I think is, is the guy's name. Yeah, Chris Limke, who we saw in My Little Eye. And a number of other things. He's a, an actor who pops up in a, a fair amount of horror movies or indie horror movies. He was in The Frankenstein Project. He, he's a pretty good indie actor. And I'm always kind of surprised that he never got bigger. Even though I guess he's had a pretty good career of things. But it's him and his girlfriend. Uh, the two vapid girls I mentioned. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Her friend. Their boyfriend's. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead's sister, I think, is the, the core group here. And, of course, they all end up uh, getting on this roller coaster that is voiced. Uh, the, you know, Tony Todd does not actively appear in the film, which is never great, right? You always want uh, Tony Todd in your movie if you can get him. 
but he's not in this, but you do hear his voice because they're getting on a roller coaster called Devil's Flight. And the Devil's Flight coaster has this fake devil outside that is, you know, has a speaker attached. It's like, oh, get ready for your death. And so it's Tony Todd voicing this. And uh, so that's a nice, at least, tip of the chapeau if you're not going to have Bloodworth in your movie. But it's them on the roller coaster. Mary Elizabeth Winstead has the vision vision that everything's going to go terribly wrong. And when she's having the vision, this is always where you kind of take the temperature of the movie, what kind of business it's going to get up to. And it's pretty gnarly. It, you know, it's definitely enjoying uh, the gruesomeness of people just flying out of this roller coaster as the hydraulics screw up and you have some of the cars just flying off. Uh, you have a couple of people that get stuck, um, you know, on, uh, on the top of a loop hanging upside down and a couple of fall that way. You know, it's, it's pretty good, pretty good. And you have somebody fall and hit like the cement supports of the, the roller coaster and uh, the stilts holding up the track and whatnot. And, you know, so it's a mean-spirited. Like, people don't just die. They die horribly. They die bloody, and they die screaming. And that's what you want from the beginning of this. And so, of course, Mayor Elizabeth Winstead, who keeps repeating how she doesn't like to not be in control. One of the things about this movie, I think, is that the writing is pretty on the nosy in a way that's like, ah, I get it. I understand what you're saying, but, you know, there's a way to do this with a little bit of subtlety. Uh, this movie is not terribly subtle. Not that any of the Final Destination movies are what you would call subtle, but this one really just abandons any pretense of, uh, of, of you know, showing, not telling. But at any rate, um, people get off and, you know, there's a bit of a scuffle between some of the characters. And so not only does Mary Elizabeth Winstead get off, but... Uh, a couple of other people are, are taken off of the uh, the ride because they are defending her or yelling at her or something. And uh, then, you know, the ride goes forth. Uh, her boyfriend and the girlfriend of another guy uh, that she will end up, you know, kind of hanging out with for much of the film um, are in the front. And, of course, they die you know, obviously horrible tragedy. And then we have their funeral and it's, uh, this guy, Kevin, who is, you know, he lost a girlfriend. She lost a boyfriend. They're hanging out a little bit. And he tells her about, Hey, you know, there was a similar thing that happened aboard flight 180. And there were all these people who died, uh, afterwards, you know, that were supposed to be on the plane and got off. And I think maybe we're in that situation. And she's like, ah, you're crazy. Even though, uh, you know, when I was taking pictures for the yearbook, I noticed a lot of weird stuff in the camera. And cut to a tanning salon where Ashley and Ashlyn are two vapid girls who are not terrible people, but they're a little, you know, snotty. They're they're just privileged, pretty white girls is the, the, the crux of it. But they're going to a tanning bed, uh, and the guy running it is like, look, i got to step out to make a phone call. They're like, look, we know how this works. We'll turn it on. And he tells them, like, hey, don't take your big-ass Slurpee in there. 
because I had to clean up the, the last time you spilled it. And they're like, sure thing. But of course, he steps out to take uh, his his phone call and they immediately, you know, take their slurpee into the tanning bed and jump in uh, the beds. And of course, one thing leads to another where the water, the condensation from the slurpee ends up affecting the power supply of these tanning beds and it cranks up the radiation and a shelf falls that they were screwing around with and that traps them both inside as the you know the, the tanny bed itself the power increases and increases increases until the bolts just explode and then they both die burning inside these tanny beds and it's horrible like what a horrible way to go and uh, so this is the point where Mary Elizabeth Winstead is like, oh, maybe we do have a bit of a problem with death stalking us and whatnot. And the best death of the movie comes next, where Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Kevin are in a drive through and uh, somebody is behind him honking. Uh, there's a car in front of him at the window and then a semi or like a moving van or something. Uh, starts to barrel down the road at him unattended like the driver steps out and something happens where it like slips into neutral or the brakes fail or whatever and it's coming right at him they get out of their car in time for the uh, moving van to hit the car that's behind them it crushes that and sends the engine of that car flying through the air into the car that's at the window in front of them, which turns out to be one of the guys that was on uh, the Devil's Flight roller coaster that got off. And the engine block hits him in the back of the head, and the fan, the cooling fan, uh, spins and you know basically chops up the back of his head. And this is what I appreciate about the Final Destination movies: that yes, that is gruesome, and it's it's really something to see. And, but as they like scream and look at this carnage, the engine turns over one more time to, to give it one last spin of the fan and really chew this guy's head up. It's like, I get it. I get it. I understand what you're doing here and I appreciate it. I like it. Uh, so then there's another dude. Uh, I'm just going through the desk at this point. Just bear with me because it's fun. Uh, there's another guy that was on the roller coaster who wants to cheat death. And they, in the picture, there's like this Sultan thing that uh, with these two curved blades, two scimitars crossed. And so they think maybe he's going to get stabbed and they go to the gym where he's working out. And there are like literally two of these swords over his head that are dangling. And every time, you know, people clank weights or something vibrates, they kind of shimmy on their holder and you're like, Oh, something's about to happen. And sure enough, uh, eventually they do come loose and they swing down and you see him cut these cables and they, everybody kind of stops and is like, Oh fuck, what's going to happen? And everybody takes a breath. Everything's cool. And then, uh, he's like, I told you I can't be killed. Death's not coming for me. And as he's celebrating the weights that were being held by these, uh, th these two cords come slamming together and crush his head which is also pretty good in terms of, you know, just wanton murder. And so that's good. Then they go to the goth kids 
that were starring uh, Chris Lemke. He's one of the goth kids and uh, his friend Aaron who are working at essentially a uh, like a Home Depot. And they tell him like, hey, you're next. And he and Chris Lemke is like, I don't believe in any of that shit. This, you know, th- this is all bullshit. And then through a series of misfortunate events, there's a nail gun that goes off in the back of Aaron's head about 20 times. Also pretty good because it's a real like, thunk, 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 and you can see her head jerking forward. It's really nasty. And so now he's convinced, but also they're trying to figure out, hey, who? how do you stop this? You've got to interrupt death. And Chris Lemke is like, oh, well, I've just got to kill somebody out of order. And then I'm cool, I think is the plan. I don't know. In this one in particular, the, the how do you stop this feels fuzzier than the other movies for some reason. And maybe it's just because I, you know, I wasn't paying as close attention or something. Who knows? But it did not seem it's not as clean as in part two where they're like, oh, if somebody like a new life will disrupt death's plan. This is a little more like uh, we've got to get it out of order and jump the sequence or something. But anyway, so like Chris Lemke is just the bad guy. That's all you need to know. And they discover that, oh, my sister, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's sister is at this fair and she's going to be next. So they rush over there to save her. Uh, There's also a fireworks display that we know is going to go wrong because the, uh, it's like on a trailer, but the prop used to hold the trailer up has fallen so that it's it's tilting. It's starting to tilt. And eventually, you know, oh, this can, you know, tilt right down and shoot somebody with a firework, which, by the way, is also how it looks uh, in Kevin's picture. That, like, it, it looks like he's going to get blowed up by fireworks. So they go to uh, find the sister, which they do, and as they're trying to save him... Um, you know, Julie, the sister gets saved by Kevin, but this flagpole flies through the air, impales her friend who was on the ride. And then Mary Elizabeth Winstead saves Kevin from this exploding propane tank. And then out comes Ian, the Chris Lemke character who's like, Hey, I'm going to kill you. And that's going to interrupt this plan. And then I'm going to be okay. And even at the very least, I'm going to get some vengeance for Aaron's death. And, uh, while he is holding a gun on them and by the, there's this whole scene where he's like, Oh, did you see me in your pictures? And sure enough, his name is Ian McKinley. And in Mary Elizabeth Winstead's picture, there's a McKinley, uh, sign somewhere in it and things like that. So it looks like he is going to be the guy that does her in and the fireworks finally tilt down and fire at, Uh, Chris Lemke, who is like, oh, I'm cool. Like all these fireworks fired around me and it didn't hurt me. So I'm not in danger of being killed. So he's about to shoot them. And then this cherry picker that got upset by the fireworks going off falls and just lands on him and crushes him. So somehow or another question mark, the order has been disrupted and they think that death is off the trail But then the other thing that's pretty good about the movie is it has one 
vision of horrific death at the beginning of the movie, and it has a second vision of horrific death at the end of the movie where Mary Elizabeth Winstead is on a subway in New York and then realizes, like, oh, shit, my sister's here. And she starts to see some signs, like she sees the McKinley name again, and she sees uh, an ad for tanning beds and stuff like that. And she's like, okay, well, no matter what, uh, this dude Kevin isn't here, so... You know, we're not, the, the order would not be broken. But sure enough, there is Kevin on the subway with him. And he's like, hey, uh, I was going to message you later. I'm here in town. Isn't it crazy? We're all on the subway together. And Mary Elizabeth Winsett is like, oh, fuck. And then you get the real vision, which is uh, a rat being electrocuted, which uh, swaps the track that the subway is on, which creates this whole crash. And... Everybody dies horribly, and sure enough, that's what happens. End of movie. And it's pretty good, though. Like, you see people falling out the window and getting chewed up on the side of the wall, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead is hit by a whole different subway car after she's thrown clear. It's a real bit of business. And this is, like I said, a weird hybrid of one and two, where it's got the grim humor and the (laughs) sadistic, glee in murdering people that two has but it's a little story heavy especially towards the end when you're going through all this business with Ian McKinley and you know how do we skip death and that kind of thing and I feel like that's a little muddled and not as satisfied even though I think Chris Lemke does a great job as this you know kind of impromptu villain Uh, and the movies do that a couple of times through the course of the series where you have not just the threat of death, but this additional human threat. And although I think it, there is a better version of this later in the series. Still, I think this is pretty good. Uh, I think the initial uh, roller coaster thing is pretty fun. The deaths are really gruesome in this intentionally. So like it's really having fun with the, the whole idea of these people being murdered in creative ways. And it's, It's a nice, I was going to say wrap up to the series. Obviously, it doesn't do that. But it feels like there was a sense that, well, maybe this is the last one of these that we do. You know, we have the original director coming back. Let's leave everything on the table here. It's, you know, a movie that's made for less than 30 million and makes almost 120. So, you know, there is going to be a sequel to it. And the acting's pretty good. Uh... You know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a great actor. She's very good in this, even though I don't think the script does her a lot of favors. And I think the characters are pretty thin, which you don't like. You, you, I, I don't need a Final Destination movie to be a character study or anything, but I like and care about these characters least of uh, of the movies that we've talked about so far. But the other stuff carries it. Like this, two is the high watermark. This is a step down from that, but I probably still enjoy it more than I do the first one, strangely. Because the first one is a, you know, it's, that's a more legitimate movie, but it's also a less fun movie. And this movie is more in the dark humored spirit of the the second one. So I probably would rather watch this over the first one again, even though the first one's probably a better made and written movie, which is a weird thing to say, but there you have it. And 
Anyway, that is enough about Final Destination 3. We've got two more of these to go before we get into some other business. Uh, but I hope you're enjoying this look at the Final Destination series. I am having a blast with it. I think this is a tremendous amount of fun, and it's kind of fun to revisit and think about what makes these good and, and what makes you know two better than three, and maybe one is better than both of them, but still not as much of a good time as two and three are. It, it, it's a really interesting franchise in that respect that there are le more legitimate entries in the franchise than others. And this feels like one of those that flirts with legitimacy, but also can't stop, you know, having the fan do one more spin after it's <laughs> an engine block has cracked a guy in the back of the skull. Like it, it definitely uh, savors the deaths of its characters. And, and I appreciate that. That's, that's the kind of morbid fascination I, I can get behind. Uh, anyway, so uh, tomorrow, Monday, we will be back with Final Destination 4, a.k.a. The Final Destination, as it was called, uh, inappropriately, because there's one more after that. But we'll talk about The Final Destination uh, come tomorrow. And I hope you're enjoying the spooky season. We're almost halfway through now, which breaks my heart, but... You know, we only get one month a year to really revel in all the spooky stuff, and we're in the middle of it. I hope you're enjoying it. I know I am. And I hope you join me again tomorrow for another episode of the 31 Days of Halloween. Talk to you then. Bye.